good morning and welcome to the ascension as always i am your archangel and with me here i have a special guest dr ray lee how are you doing dr lee hello how are you i'm doing very well i'm so glad you were able to join me uh, I do apologize to my viewers. I know we were, you and I were supposed to get together a little earlier in the week, and I know you got busy, but I do appreciate you taking the time to join me today for this discussion. Of course. To, you know, previously, we discussed the five levels of humanity, and I remember you know, when I came to see you for a session, you went over it with me, and it, it really stuck with me. It resonated very deeply because... You, we look around our society, as I was telling our listeners here, you know, we look around society and you can see these parallels constantly, different type of peoples on different levels of humanity going throughout their day-to-day lives. So I just wanted to kind of take this time now that I have you here in my home and I wanted to speak with you about the five levels of humanity, you know, your opinions on it and how you dissect each level and let our viewers kind of hear your perspective. I'll be happy to do that. Again, I need to reiterate that uh, it is my opinion, mm-hmm. and of course, it's subject to anyone that has another opinion, conflicting or whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. But coming from me, that is my opinion. Okay. Uh, we are starting off with the level one mm-hmm. stage of humanity, which is simply said, self only goes a little bit deeper than that well it goes it goes much deeper than that mm-hmm. uh, it becomes to the point that you are totally totally egotistical you're totally wrapped up in yourself mm-hmm. nothing comes before self there's no compassion you there are, you tend to be have no compassion or low compassion you're mostly interested in me myself and I basically okay um, May I ask you a question? Um, do you think that this level one can be commonly seen even in youth, as in smaller children, maybe ages, I'd say, 10 to 14, 13, 14? Or have they yet to, dis- to, to discover their life path and what level they, ch- they want to be on? Well, it is thought mm-hmm. that a child starts developing their personality at the age of two mm-hmm. starting around the age of two mm-hmm. and that can be actually challenged because through a lot of recent observations children or babies or toddlers uh, start to establishing a personality much, much earlier than two. You have to watch their body language, their faces. You, they, you know what their temperament is. Mm-hmm. All those things constitute your actually position, the type of person you're going to be. However, it's much sooner than the age two. So it starts, it starts almost from birth, but not really. I don't, I cannot expand past birth, Okay. but up to after birth, before birth, however, sorry about that. No worries. But after the birth, it depends if the child already has a temperament just through observation, but it is strongly developed to the left, to the right, to the forward, however you want to proceed a good personality or position to be is predicated by the environment. By the environment, okay, I see. Uh, what the uh, caregiver, whether it be the mother, the father, bond, or both, or whatever, whatever they contribute mm-hmm. to their handling and uh, communicating with that child mm-hmm. is what establishes. It doesn't actually create a particular style. Everybody's different, like fingerprints. Oh, okay. So, um, but this particular person or individual child will absorb what's going on in their environment and it comes to, that forms themselves. Now, like I said, I do not believe, this is, I do not believe a child or a baby is born selfish. 
are self-absorbed. That's a very good point you bring up. Because, you know, this you know this is this tends to be some area of debate. You know, some people say, you know, I was born this way. You know, it, when people say, why are you so self-absorbed or um, unempathetic? They say, man, this is the way that I came out of the womb. Now, again, most likely they're just being facetious, but this is a cause for some debate. So please continue. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just no, curious no, about no, that. No, you're fine. This is, it's basic. It's very basic. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, I'm, I do, I can tell you that there's um, so many words that can uh, define self only. Mm-hmm. You know, self serving, uh, egotistical. It goes on and on and on. Uh, inward looking, self involved, right. wrapped up in yourself, oneself, uh, stuck on oneself. On an ego trip, that's, ego. that's usually slang, but on the, on an ego trip, and those things are very real. Now, you can analyze, mm-hmm. in general, you can analyze, and uh, think about all the different types of people, friends, whether friends, co-workers, um, whomever, and, and decide what category they fit in. Do they fit in the level one? You can tell. You can tell by the way they, the people will, by the person will react to you or interact with you. Okay. So, again, level one is totally, totally self. There's no room, there is no room for anyone else but self only. Dr. Lee, let me ask you a question. Because on my last podcast, I spoke with my listeners regarding each level. And level one, I, um... I made I used a, I used an example the president of the United States. Now, uh, I, I I would like you to elaborate on your personal feelings. Again, these are your personal feelings as far as your opinion on him, and that is fine, because I actually share your opinion. I was speaking about how he is at his age completely self-absorbed. He has not moved past level one, in my opinion. From what I see, from the observations that I have made, and in my day-to-day interactions with politicians and things of that nature. That especially the politicians that, that represent him, they all tend to share his self-absorbedness. You know, they don't seem to care about anything other than what they can do for themselves. So my question to you, Dr. Lee, is this. When you have an individual like Donald Trump, you know, at his age, he's at a very advanced age and he has yet to progress past level one. He has spent his entire life consumed with himself and only himself. What... What creates an individual like that, and can they change, or, or are they just forever to be a detriment to other, to the other levels? Uh, that's an interesting question, and the reason it being an interesting because you have to be very careful in answering that. You cannot say written in stone. This is why this person is like that. Written in stone again because the environment. Uh, child's environment is totally different every child's environment is totally different or it is being perceived differently mm-hmm. now you could take two twins you could take two two, two kids two children that are twins uh-huh. and they're brought up in the same environment or you have two children that are brought up in the same environment it is wrong in my opinion okay. for you to assume that oh they're going to have this kind of personality because they're exposed to the same mom and dad you have to understand one thing. When a child is born, mm-hmm. they already have a foundation of what their personality is going to be. It's like a, a foundation you're ready to build a house on. Mm-hmm. So as they start absorbing, as you, you can imagine a child awakening or being born and they open their eyes and the first face they see is their mom or the smell of their mom or fun with their dad, the smell of the dad's chest as he lays the baby on it. All those things are attributes to the type of person that child will become or is forming. Is forming. Okay. So again, like I said, it would be um, totally wrong to say that um, everyone will grow or everyone's personality will be the same with the same exposure or similar exposure. Everything can't be the same. Okay. You get no, put it under a microscope, put it to the test. Every single family situation may be close, but not the same. And how 
that particular individual, meaning that toddler, that child, that baby, is perceiving that. Mm -hmm. Perception is something that the babies are born with. We believe that. Perceptive awareness. Perception. Yeah, they they are aware when they become aware that it's I'm somewhere else. I'm absorbing all this, and their little brains are like sponges. Mm -hmm. And but there's already already a chemistry made up in their brain, and how whatever happens affect impact upon that will form that child's personality or its opinion of themselves self-absorbed is not something that's canned it's mm-hmm. not something that um you can say okay i'm going to say this to this child and they'll be self-absorbed sally never share your toy with Bob, with um linda never share your toy with bobby bobby never let the let your friends play with your ball. It can go on and on and on. But those are not necessarily the things that are form uh, a person that is self-absorbed. Or a level one individual. Okay. Exactly. That's a level one individual equaling self being self-absorbed. And none of those things really make that person that. But their attributes, your environment, who you're exposed to, how your your perception, perception. Perception, that is the word, that's the key word. Perception. perception. That the re- perception makes the difference. Understood. Understood. So, um, like I said, people are different. People have different attitudes. Yes, there are some, our president will say that he is self absorbed. Yeah. Okay? That's putting it lightly, doctor. Yeah, he is self absorbed. He's not a child and not a baby, far, far from it. As a matter of fact, he's considered. Uh, uh, a senior citizen, an advanced s- senior citizen. Correct. And by that, with the, knowing or acknowledging that, he has he's already set, like it's set in stone of the kind of personality he has, and he could not change even if he wanted to. Interesting. Case in point, you have you noticed how he will present something very calm and he's reading everything so he can stay in step with being someone other than the self-absorbed Donald. To who he really is internally. I could not agree. I've I've noticed that myself actually. Yes ma'am. His writer or the person that writes his um, The teleprompter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They will build that speech to make it appear that Donald is caring for the people not just him or not even him but the people that that's a smoke screen that is a smoke screen because when he goes off script mm-hmm. Donald is a wholly totally different person nothing and no one matters but him case in point okay on Christmas mm-hmm. uh, um I think on Christmas everyone went out of town or whatever, and what? No, they went to his place in Florida, and he uh, stayed at the yeah, and he stayed at the White House. Okay. And on Twitter, the first thing he said was, "I'm here at the White House working all by myself. Everybody else <laughs> is experiencing or celebrating Christmas, but I'm here all by myself working." That is. I, my, me. That's it. And, and, and I am self pitying myself right now because right now I'm the only one that's feeling that. I'm not feeling joy to the world. I'm not feeling, I hope my family uh, is okay, got, got your safe. I'm not feeling any of that. I'm feeling me. Ah, I see. Okay. So, like I said, self absorbed goes to many levels, and we can talk all day about being examples of being self absorbed. But Donald. Donald, uh, Donald was almost enslaved to level one. Enslaved to level one, you said? Yeah, he can't, he couldn't change that even if he wanted to. That is my opinion. That is my strongest opinion. He could not change that even if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. But here's the, here's the, here's the thing. Yes, ma'am. That personality is all, is also protected. By being self-absorbed, being self-absorbed is protected by another layer of self-absorbed. Meaning, even if he could change, he would have to penetrate 
that shell of self-absorption. Nothing else really matters but themselves. That is my, my, that is my strict opinion that nothing else matters to a level one person but themselves. How they perceive things, that's the only thing that's important to them. Mm-hmm. Now, if you disagree, then you've got a situation on your hand. A person that's usually like that would, would take offense. If you don't believe what they believe, it's like, how dare you? What is, what is wrong with you? Right. You know, mm-hmm. or with Donald, it's like, you're fired. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but um, being in that powerful being in that powerful position, I will say um, it's a kind of a sad situation, or even a scary situation, for someone to be over the country that is stuck on level one. Stuck on now. I want to go deeper into that because we just talked about level one. Now, personally, Doctor, between you and I, I consider, I actually spoke with my listeners about this, I consider myself a level five individual. Uh, you know, as you discussed with me at our session, a level five, indivi- a level five individual is someone that concerns themselves with the well-being of not just people within their community, not just their immediate family, but on a large scale, a global scale, whether they know them or not. So my question to you is this. When you have a level five individual and they come into contact with a level one individual who is a complete contrast to themselves and they start to clash, what is the, what is the primary outcome? That's an interesting question. Let's, let's have a, a, a scenario here being mm-hmm. an adult or senior citizen level one. Okay. And a senior citizen level five. Okay. Well, both have had experiences. Both, the first one, the self-absorbed, has protected protected his experience to funnel only into things that will serve self. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other person that's on a level five has allowed their life's experiences to enhance and to expand their caring for for the for the world situation. How about that? The world situation. Yes, ma'am. And in there in in a level five, a level five wants to pass it on to expand. Whereas a level one, an adult already set in stone, they don't want you to know what they know. They don't want you to do anything but agree. And do You're referring to a level one, not a level Level five. one. Okay. Level one. That's all they want, as opposed to, I'm comparing it to the level five. Level five wants to share it with the world, share uh, being open and, and, and caring for the world. That's what they understand. Mm-hmm. At level five would see a person at level one uh, a really a sad situation. Absolutely. Whereas a level one will see a level five as a total idiot. Yes, and we okay. Have seen, right. So uh, again, again, the difference between those two are simply what I what the uh, started out with, and that is perception. Perception. It's uh, it's very interesting that you brought that up because I was also speaking with the listeners about what goes on in between. You know, you've got a level one, you've got five levels, and there's everything in between. However, I've noticed that. The only primary conflict comes from level five and level one as far major conflict because their personalities are so different. Not that one is any, any more or less important than the other, but you know, a level five individual for the most part will not really have major disagreements with a level four, a level three, or even a level two who you and I have, who I discussed with the viewers and you and I both know to be someone that is simply concerned with themselves and their immediate family. But even then, there will not be a major conflict. However, with a level one, uh, I'll just use myself as an example. I'm a level five. If I were in all that I've seen from Donald Trump and any interactions that I've had with him in the past before he became president, I've always been able to see this within him. He is self-absorbed. Is really putting it lightly. I'll be very honest. Any, if you, there was, a, I'll use an example. There was a time. He was at a United Nations meeting, and I'm sure you've probably seen this at one time. And it was a simple, they were taking a, a photo op, all of the world leaders were taking a photo op. And the gentleman, everyone was lining up, and he saw that the camera was, was there. And what he did, there was a, another world leader, I forget where the world leader was from, I think he may, he may have been from Switzerland or somewhere like that, wherever he was from. 
the world leader was there. He moved the world leader. He, he pushed the world leader behind him, stepped up in front of him, straightened his jacket, and put his chin up to the camera as to say, first of all, you know, you know, this is my shine. This isn't about you. This is about me and me alone. And this was in front of the entire world. So I was not the only one that saw this. When you're dealing with someone like that, okay, uh, a world leader, especially in a country that we, you and I reside in, like the United States, that has so much, you know, so much influence on a global scale, do you think that that impacts our society as a whole? And what I mean by that is this. I, I have this saying uh, personally. Uh, I know I spoke about this with you at our session previously. Empathy over apathy. You know, empathy over apathy. But I've come to realize that over the past few years, really over the past few decades, we have made a shift. And I spoke with the listeners about this as well, towards a more apathetic society, which is very sad. A non nonchalant, non-caring about what's going on with anyone else. So do you think that's because we're seeing an influx of more people in positions of power that share the level one train of thought? Or is that naturally who we are? I'd like to believe it's not, but if you think so, please, please tell me. Again, I will go back to how we started out the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no naturally. That's how we are. There is no cookie cutter. Okay. For how we collectively are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, individually depends on how that particular individual perceives that environment. That's one, one, one attribute. And then the type of environment is the next attribute. It's the child's perception and the environment. Those, are, those constitute the foundation. As far as uh, Donald is concerned with being a self-absorbed person in the position that he is in, it is dangerous. It is uh, very dangerous in my opinion because if nothing matters but me, I don't care about the fellow citizens of the United States um, becoming very ill with this bizarre um, bacteria or germ or whatever. Uh, the COVID-19 yes. virus you're referring to. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That would not bother him at all. He doesn't see or feel what people feel. but. He will have his uh, writer to say, hey, you're supposed to say, I really, really am sorry for this goes out to all the families who's lost loved ones. But then, in the same sentence, he'll say, but those Democrats are trying to keep me from winning the election next year. That's all his brain sees. If you listen to him, Mm -hmm. it will be trying to keep me from doing what I is me, myself, and And I. I. You right. will hear that in everything body language is uh, indicative of that as well. So, again, being self-absorbed at his age is, is a very, um, not only unattractive, but it's, it's very dangerous, especially when you are supposed to be a world leader or a leader of a country. That is, that, that's scary. That's very scary uh, because... Being a citizen under a reign like that, mm-hmm. uh, they have to give up a lot of their, um, a lot of input. They have to curtail the, what they think about different things just to keep from offending um, the person in charge. Uh, so uh, it's so they it's, have to compromise it, who they are. They have saying. to compromise who they are to appease. Um, this leader who uh, can be seen as self-absorbed. So, so let me uh, let me pose this question to you, Doctor. So if they're appeasing, just uh, they're they're appeasing a self-absorbed world leader, even though this is not naturally who they are. Is it does it stand to reason that if presented with an alternative, you know, someone that could uh, be on the opposite side of the opposite side of the spectrum here, uh, with a different opinion, to give them more a more positive input, if that their their true feelings could come to the surface, and they would, nav- oh, I'm sorry, not navigate. Excuse me, gravitate towards. They would gravitate more towards a level five. You know, maybe maybe they would lean more towards an empathetic empathetic train of thought as opposed to apathetic. Well, I will say this. If presented I, with another option, of course. From self only, 
level one to level five, mm -hmm. there's a, there are a lot of things in between mm -hmm. that will make up, well, that will get a person to level five. Mm -hmm. Again, in my opinion. However, a person that is truly a level one has no perception or no can can read what a level five is but could not identify with a level five even if they tried to they cannot okay. at this the ripe old age or uh, advanced senior citizen they cannot see anything any differently nothing can shatter them okay uh he lost a brother. Oh, well, I lost a brother. You'd never hear him talk about his mother. You would think he didn't have one. Hmm. He has, it's all about him. Uh, you never hear him reference to his children. Now, all presidents will, if they're normal people, not all, but the most president for the most part, will talk about their families and, you know, they'll go to church and, I mean, really go to church, whereas Donald does it for a photo op. Donald has you don't you're not you're not suggesting that you have to go to church. And, no, no, no. But no. you're just saying. I'm that, just saying one of the things that a lot of people like to do. Mm -hmm. Donald doesn't know that level of people. Okay. Donald knows only one thing. Mm -hmm. He knows. He perhaps he feels like church doesn't do anything for me, so that's not one of my things. There's the me, myself, and I. My things. I don't like. Uh, to be challenged. I want what I want. Mm -hmm. If you fall out of step or get distracted from what I want, you're attracting my attention to you. And the next thing will be you're fired if you inflame or if you yeah, inflame my, um, my temper. Right. So once the temper is tampered with, they go into another rage. But it's all about this is how I feel. It's me, myself, and I level. That's simply is what it is. Me, myself, and I. And doctor, doctor, I really appreciate you going into that with me this morning because I want to shift our conversation just a little bit, and that's going to be a, a preface because we're going to go into the dark night of the soul. Um, you know. And I wanted to give that as kind of a leeway leading into this, this next segment. As I said earlier in this conversation, you know, I, I feel that our society at right now, just for right now, because I don't, I'm not saying that it cannot shift. And that is exactly, as you know me, that's what I fight for on a day-to-day -day basis with my interactions with my community, the community work that I do, the stuff that I, the things that I do around the world when I travel, those type of things. And you're very much aware of this. So this is going to bring me to our next question. Because right now I feel that we're in a more apathetic society. I want to talk about this. The dark night of the soul. All of us. The dark night of the soul basically. And you're familiar with this. The dark night of the soul, soul is basically the hardships that we, that we will go through at some point in our lives. Whether that may be our young adulthood, um, middle age, or full adulthood. Whichever, whichever it may be, you know, every person is different and every person experiences it at a different time. You know, for me, it was my transition, finally, finally getting my life together from the age of 16 on to where I am here at the age of 31. You know, uh, that was a very big transition for me. There was a lot of hardship. There were a lot of downs. As a matter of fact, there were more so downs than there were ups, I could say. But the few ups that I had are what helped me transition into the man that I am today. So my question for you, doctor, is this. As I said, knowing that we are currently in a society that appears to be leaning more apathetic over empathetic, which I hope I am wrong about, and again, I could be, and I really hope that I am mistaken, is that because they're, they're just not aware of what the dark night of the soul is, and they just have not, they have not progressed out of their dark night of the soul yet, or is it this is who they, really, they truly are, and maybe I'm just looking at it through tunnel vision? I mean... Is, is that the case? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, let me preface that by saying mm -hmm. the different levels of humanity being level one through seven, I mean, levels one through five, mm -hmm. is self-absorbed only, then myself, 
and my immediate friends, my immediate circle, then my me, my immediate circle, and my community, then me, myself, my community, and it goes wider and wider, it expands until it becomes the point that you're totally interested in mankind totally and completely. It doesn't have to have a name. It doesn't have to have a color. It doesn't have to have a gender. It doesn't matter. You're totally, totally, totally uh, altruistic. And it, that's not that's not a concern. You don't have anything that you sift through and mm-hmm. say, okay. Now, getting back to what I wanted to say mm-hmm. is that the parallelism between um, the five levels of mankind mm-hmm. and the seven steps of the um, you okay? To, or you just think? Yeah, yeah I'm just thinking. I, I want to make sure I get the. Well, the, the 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 five levels of mankind, as opposed to, or how it relates to the dark night of the soul, darkest night of the soul, the dark night of the soul is very prominent. It is very real. You can take once you understand or hear. You don't even have to understand it at that point, but just hear what. What it has been said that step one is of the dark of the soul. Dark night of the soul. Dark night. Well, see, of the, the soul. thing is, and again, for my this is for my listeners because I want I want them to fully understand exactly what the dark night of the soul is. The dark, in crude layman's terms, and I want I'm just going to like I don't want to say dumb it down, but I'm going to put a simple version of it out there. The dark night of the soul is those are those hardships that we face where we feel like everything is being placed on our shoulders and it's almost like we cannot win. It's maybe the bills are piling up. We feel like people are not responding to us as a person. You know, we, we, we can't seem to connect with people. Partially. Yeah, like we can't we cannot connect with people. Uh, maybe we seem like you know, we have we feel like we have a lot to say but no one is listening. No one cares to listen. No one is receptive to us. And it just seems like no matter what we do, we cannot get anything right. And to all my listeners, people listening in, I know in, in their own personal lives, they can relate in some way. That there was some period in their life where they just felt like everything was just going wrong. And they and it put them into some form of maybe internal depression. And they thought that things were never going to get better. Which is actually where that saying, the night is always darkest before the dawn comes from. You know, because I believe the dark, you know, as it is said in the poem. Um, the dark night of the soul. It talks about how that is that is actually meant to happen as you are shedding your ego. Your ego is com- being completely removed so you can transition into another level. Okay. Your thoughts, Doctor? Again, yeah, that's an interesting uh, point of view. And, and, and for the most part, I, um, I agree with you. Uh, but I will add okay. that... The um, dark night of the soul is it is a foundation or it is a tool used to move from one level to the next in mankind. Could you elaborate a little further? Meaning that, mm-hmm. like um, the eagle, uh, an egotistical person or the self-absorbed person on level one. Mm-hmm. The night of the soul, uh, the dark night of the soul, uh, level one, is when you are exp- one, when a person that is totally absorbed in themselves and totally egotistical or totally ego-ridden, uh, for whatever reason, can actually see themselves as being that, and they're they're experiencing an involvement from being totally egotistical to shedding it. They have become aware of the ego and they call it uh, just uh, in general they call it the death of the ego because you can no longer uh, justify feeling a certain way. It's all about self. You can no longer um, uh, feel that it's right. It becomes a self-condemnation to be caught up in yourself. If that means anything, um, is is it becomes it's to a truly level one 
man, a level one of mankind person, the level one in the dark night of the soul is very, very scary, or it can be seen as scary because it is a transition. Understand level one transitioning, mm-hmm. level one transitioning into level two, it has to go through level one of the dark night of the soul. That is acknowledging that there's an ego and knowing that you're you're finding something. All of a sudden, you can put your glasses on and see, ooh, this is not good. And then, ooh, I don't like myself. Ooh, that's how I am. Ooh, that's part of the the evolving uh, from one one level to the other in mankind going through level one of the dark night of the soul. So you have two entities here. You have two separate things. You have the five levels of mankind and then you have the seven steps in the dark night of the soul whereas you move from one level to the next on mankind whilst you're transitioning and through you, and you're using as a tool or the dark night seven steps in the dark night of the soul is a tool to help transcend from one step to the other so there is a parallelism between the two mm-hmm. but it's not match step one for step one step two for step two uh-uh. that's not the way it is because uh-huh. evolving from step one to say let's skip one to self uh, three skip step two three it entails um, number one, step one of the uh, dark night of the soul. It can expand to step two, mm-hmm. dark night of the soul. It becomes a total awareness that urges, and when I say urges, it becomes very, it becomes very urgent. It has to happen that a change has got to come. I, a change is going to come. It's going to shift. Positions are going to shift. My level is about to shift. It cannot be, oh, I think I'll be this way today. That's what Donald does. Oh, I think I'll be that way today. No, that's not the way it works. It has to, Dark Night of the Soul is described as a very intense, a very scary um, process because it's like looking in the mirror in level one of mankind and saying, oh, how wonderful and beautiful I look. And then you look into a mirror on the other side Mm -hmm. of the dark night of the soul, involving the dark night of the soul, Mm -hmm. and you look in the mirror and you see all the uglies. Let me ask you something, doctor. I have a very important question for you. So what you were saying is, what you're telling me is, is that as scary as it may be as we go through this dark night of the soul, it's, a, it's necessary, it's a necessity for us to truly evolve into the, to the individuals that we ultimately will be, or that we ultimately will become, in the sense that, because I'll tell you this, when I went through my dark night of the soul, I, in a, when I went through my dark night of the soul, I felt like, you know, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't do anything right, I felt like I kept pushing and pushing and pushing, I kept pushing, pushing and pushing, and I was, I thought, yeah, I was like, am I am I doing something wrong? Maybe I'm out of touch with society because you know I I tend to be a more empathetic individual in an apathetic society, which is the way I see us leaning currently. And I said, is there something wrong with me? Am I out of touch? And I started to fall into not mental depression, but internal depression. I was thinking that am I fighting a losing battle, basically. But then as I grew older and I progressed, I started to see that my voice was being heard and that it was I was actually reaching. Uh, a large, a large community of individuals, and then I started to see it expand and expand. And then I looked back, you know, as we always say, hindsight is twenty twenty. But then I looked back and I realized that 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 was exactly what I needed to make the transition. Had I not gone through that transition, had I, because I did have an ego when I was younger, I most certainly did. And I used to, I used to, I admit that there was a time where I was not concerned. I wasn't a level one, but I was about. A, I I would think that I was a level three. I, I was mostly only concerned with myself, my family, and my immediate friends, no one else. And then I went through that dark night, as I went through that transition through the dark night of the soul, I, real, I started to realize 
what it meant to truly be empathetic, to really care about something more than yourself, to care about others more than yourself. So my message to the listeners, to those that would actually be going, you know, every transition is different, I understand. I mean, we all have our dark night of the soul and we all have that, that moment in our life where we look in the mirror and we say, okay, I have to shed this, this, and this. But, but, my message to my, but my message to my listeners would be that do not let that consume you because you are, you are going through exactly what you should. It, I know it feels like sometimes it may be too much and that you just want to give up. But that climb, we all experience. And there is, all, and there is always a bright day on the other side. As I said, the night is darkest just before the dawn. Please, uh, if you want to chime in, doctor, go ahead. I just want to get that thought out. Again, I, I appreciate what you said, mm-hmm. and it, and it's it, and it is a step in the right direction, going from level one mm-hmm. of mankind being totally, totally self-absorbed mm-hmm. by means, by way of dark night of the soul to a level two, which is a level two, me and my friends, me and my family, right, right in there, just. Just me and my family right now. And then it, exposed, it transitions or it evolves to me, my family, and friends. Me, my family, my friends, my community. And it goes on and on and on, but there are different layers. But in order to shed those layers, uh, once you acknowledge that you are on level one, and level one has become apparently uncomfortable for you, then what has happened is you have inadvertently experience dark night of the soul step one because it is scary and that's when you finally see what level one is and feel that this is a self-condemnation i'm not really level one i've got to work on getting out of this but so it's not it's not something that i was once this way and now i'm that Mm -hmm. it is consistent as long as you live as long as you live you will exercise the components of the dark night of the soul. It's not something you can do just one time. Say, okay, now I'm now I'm level one. Now I'm level two. Now I'm le-. doesn't work that way, because of what it is. It's something that you have to keep in check at all times. Case in point. Case in point. Um, there is a level, and we won't expand on that yet because we're going to stop it off right here for this time. But uh, in order, to, like, if if things bother you to no end, and you had a quick temper because under me myself and I it bothered me and I have a bad temper there's me myself and I again and I have it's not like this this may have affected someone else badly or whatever mm. but when you go through the darkest night of the soul you will be at a certain step in the dark night of the soul within those seven steps of saying hey wait a minute let me pull myself outside of myself and as I say this see what it feels like for someone whatever I'm getting ready to say to you if someone says it to me how will it affect me you have to be able to again pull yourself outside of yourself and put yourself in the opposing position which is very, very hard to do. And it's not anything to even play with. It's not in something to claim if you have not start involving the seven steps of the dark night of the soul into your being, your personality, your attitude. That is a tool. That is a tool like uh, you, if you build a house and you need a hammer mm-hmm. to, say, build a house, but if something goes wrong in the hammer and you need to check something, something goes wrong in the house and you need to check something with that, that same hammer, which is a tool, you're going to use that hammer to fix it. That's the same thing you're using on your uh, levels of mankind, mm-hmm. and you're using the dark night of the soul to understand it and know exactly how it breaks down. It breaks down, like I said. There are several steps. There are several steps of the dark night of the soul that could apply to just level one. It goes on and on. And we'll expand on that as we go along on different sessions that we have. But right now, uh, this is a perfect, a perfect uh, uh, wrap-up of step one. I I have a question, Doctor. I have a very important question. So for, for before you before you get on, I know you have another appointment, so I'll let you get to your appointment in just a moment. 
but for our for everyday individuals that may not be familiar with the dark night of the soul, you know, and and the transition, they may, may may be familiar with the feeling, you know, what they feel internally, hearing us speak about it now. But how if I'm just an everyday individual and I'm going through my dark night of the soul, how can I identify that if I do not know anything about the dark night of the soul? Like if this is my first time hearing about it, you know, if I had never known anything about the dark night of the soul prior to, how would I recognize myself going through it? in order to make the transition? That's a good question. And again, the way that that, in my, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the way that works is that it will become, and I said this word over and over, a self-condemnation mm-hmm. of how you are in level one. So as you're feeling, as you're looking in the mirror and saying, I can't believe I, I, I said that. Did I do that? Does I push all those people back so I could get up front and get my picture taken? Me, myself, and I. Did I do that? That's 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 ugly. That awareness, mm-hmm. that that little bleep of awareness, per- however small or however magnificent. Perception. That little bleep of awareness that that's not good is one of the painful steps of the dark night of the soul, becoming aware of that egotistical and actually shedding. Opening one's eyes. Eventually, as as you graduate, it's not something, like I said, you can do overnight. So I'm, I went from step one, now I'm on level two now. And I'm, you know, I went through step one of the dark night of the soul. So here I am. No, it is a continuance. Okay. It is a continuance because situations change throughout life. There are going to be so many different situations where you will have to actually apply level one of the dark night of the soul in order to maintain being, say, a level five or being a level four in mankind. They work, they work, they don't work, they're not the same, but the dark night of the soul can be used as a tool of awareness. Mm-hmm. And a means to improve yourself or enhance yourself so that you can graduate from step one to step two to step three to step four to step five levels of mankind. And that being said, I like I said, I don't want to cut it short. I would love um, yes, another um, invitation, but that is an introduction or that gives you an idea of how the two works. You can think about this five levels of mankind. Okay. as opposed to the seven stages of the dark night of the soul. Graduating from one level to the other, the seven steps in the dark night of the soul is it's necessary. It is very necessary. necessary. You can't do it just like, oh, I did it this. But, again, part of this dark night of the soul is awareness, meaning you looked in the mirror on level one one day and became self-condemned, meaning I do not like what I see as me in level one. That's shedding of the ego in the first step in Dark Night of the Soul. Dark Night of the Soul. So, like I said, it's not anything you can say, oh, let me change my makeup today, let me change my dress. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You can't flip. You're going to be one or the other. And once you become comfortable, very comfortable with yourself, Yes, ma'am. Then it makes you more adaptable to more situations, different situations, different people. It can expand you so that you can expand on a level. Right now, you're comfortable with yourself. Even if so, those one. people that you interact with are bringing negative into your life. Even Let's say you interact with negative individuals. You would still be able to deal with them. Is that correct? You would not. Going from uh, using the tool of um, the dark night of the soul, you become aware that there is something that this person is doing to make me feel a certain way, which is nothing like I need to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm and I'm and I'm transitioning. I feel the transition going on. So I'm going to perceive what this person said that angered me or hurt me so badly. Mm-hmm. Totally different. It would be a similar nothing. This is not exact, but an idea of, of the like, oh. I just said good morning to Bob, and Bob gave me an eat shit look. Excuse my French. No, you're but fine. Eat shit look, mm-hmm. and I'm going. Oh my God, what did I do? Why is he looking toward? And you start worrying about it during the course of the day. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. What did I do? What did What did he mean by that to me? 
me, myself, and I, you're worried about how he must have done, he must be feeling some kind of way about you, mm-hmm. simply because you're self-absorbed. You don't know any other way, but it's all about me. Transitioning mm-hmm. to level two in the different levels of mankind, involving level one or stage one of the dark night of the soul, it is becoming aware of this is what's happening. It could be, it opens you up, opens your mind up, take the blinders off, and saying it's something else outside, just me, myself, and I. There's a world around me. And suppose this person just had a flat tire, threw himself late for work, and then had to speed to work and got a ticket. We don't know. We do not know what motivates people to do certain things or how to how people perceive others because maybe the for the week is over and you pass by Bob again Bob say hey hey man how you doing how's everything going yeah okay well good seeing you good morning da, 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 da. and you see a whole totally different person this person's not going crazy this person has a life that's struggling with the same thing that you're struggling with but all wholly until probably in a different category okay you're you're learning something about you no that's matter right. how old you are you're learning something about you mm-hmm uh, that has come become a self-condemnation. Self-condemnation is a key word because it means, no, this is not good for me. It's, it's condemning me. So, like I said, uh, this is a good wrap-up again. It, yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt again, you. Again, um, those are the two um, categories. Those are the two entities that we need to categorize together uh, to reach one point. Yes, ma'am. Dr. Lee, I want to tell you how, how much I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come here and join me for this discussion today. Um, to my listeners, I want to thank you all. This has been part two of the five levels of humanity, transitioning through the five levels of humanity with the dark night of the soul. Again, Dr. Lee, I'd like to thank you, ma'am. Thank you for joining me. Thank you Great. for inviting me. Yes, ma'am. And to all my listeners, this has been The Ascension, Chapter 2. Until next time, my friends, stay safe.